Hi there, everyone. Welcome to Rome Business Radio. This is the Hardy Realty Show. I am Roger Manus with Rome Business Radio. We are broadcasting from the Hardy Realty Studios, and we are joined today by Chris Kerr from Hardy Realty. And our guest is Seth Ingram, who is the creative director at RiffGeorgia.com. Hi, guys. How are you? Doing well. How are you? <laughs> Doing great, as we say. Um, so appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Uh, so let's just do the basics, Seth, creative director at Riff. What does Riff stand for? Riff is the Rome International Film Festival, which was originally the Dahlonega Film Festival, which was brought to Rome in 2004 uh, after one year and has been been here and growing ever since. Uh, I came into the picture in 2015 and have been working on the uh as the director since then. So obviously folks in the Roman Floyd County area are very familiar with the acronym RIF because it's been such a successful event. Um, but just for those of us, for, the, for those listening to this podcast, you know, lo- around the world, even because podcasts can go global, that's what RIF stands for the Rome international film festival here in Rome, Georgia. Um, we're going virtual this year because of the pandemic. So if you could just talk a little bit about that and how that's going to affect things this time around. Well, it, it affects things, obviously. Uh, part of Rift, we're known for our in-person events and our uh, films and our networking and our parties and our special guests and all that kind of thing. So it's definitely going to be a different vibe. Uh, we really wanted to do something in person uh, and not go completely virtual because I think everyone has is you know hungry to get back out and, and do things as, we're gonna do it as safely as possible. So our opening night, which is in November, or in November the 12th, uh, next Thursday, we are going to be doing an in-person event uh, of a film screening called Electric Jesus, which stars um, Brian Bumgartner, uh, who you would know best from Kevin on The Office. And he will be our special guest with us, along with the director, uh, Chris White, and producer Chip White, and a lot of the other cast and crew. The film also features Judd Nelson from The Breakfast Club. Um, so we're excited to have this film uh, and showcase it. And uh, the, the film was also, uh, speaking of Electric Jesus, it was, it, it's a uh, family-friendly film. I would say it's a PG rating. It's not a uh, faith, faith-based film, but there are some elements of that in there. Uh, it's a comedy, uh, make you laugh. It's about a Christian hair metal band in the 1980s touring the South. Uh, so, and Brian plays the Brian Bumgarner plays the uh, the band manager. Uh, the film was all shot in Columbus, Georgia, using their uh, Columbus put in some film incentives uh, to attract independent films to shoot there. And this was the first film that used the Columbus uh, film incentive to film their feature there. And something I would like to see Rome kind of uh, copy and do as well. Yeah, for those of us who know Brian Bumgarner from The Office, when you said it, it was a movie about a hair band, I thought, well, he's either going to be wearing a wig or he's not actually in the band. <laughs> no, he is the band manager, yeah. And it's a really funny film. I think a lot of laughs will come out of this, and it's going to be great. We're going to do it at the City Auditorium at 7 p.m., uh, and tickets are on sale at riffga.com. Uh we are limiting the number of tickets we sell because we have to social distance and we're blocking off rows. We're requiring masks and that sort of thing. Uh, so we're making it as safe as possible. Uh, but I think it'll be a great opportunity. We'll have a Q and a following the film uh, with Brian and the, the director, Chris White and some of the cast. Okay, great. We'll get, we'll get more in depth here later on. I want to bring, bring Chris in as the representative from Hardy Realty who uses the platform of, of their monthly podcast here on Rome Business Radio to kind of celebrate the good things that go on in our community, uh, which is a great thing that Hardy does. Of course, Hardy is a sponsor of Riff. Um, they do so much, so many things in the community. But Chris, specifically, what is it about Riff 
that attracted you guys at uh, Hardy Realty to get involved? Well, I mean, I think it just goes out saying kind of what Seth is it, it was saying about you know the um, the festival itself. It's just it's great for the community. I mean, it's good that we have this um, you know international attention. You know, and um, I think any any sort you know Georgia. Um, you know, b- b- the uh, economy, so much of the economy is fueled by uh, film and television. And Seth, correct me if I'm wrong, but like outside of California, we're number one. Or are we even beating California? I think we're, Georgia's number one in feature film production. Yeah. Um, we're number one. We're <laughs> number one. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I think. And so for us, you know, for as a community to have. Um, you know, and this, it's not like it's just getting started. This has been around a long time and it's something to be proud of. And, and I like that each, each time there's always, um, you know, it, 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 you know, there's a big splash, you know, um, when we had, um, who was it? Uh, he's right up there behind you. Burt Reynolds. Burt, yeah. Um, a couple of years ago, I was going to say Tom Selleck. I was like, I'm getting all my eighties mixed up, you know? Um, you know, but it was great. Like, I mean, people just had a great time with that, you know? And so I just think overall, I mean, film is, is always evolving. Um, and I worked in the business and I, I know that it's changing, but I still think it's one of the greatest mediums out there. So. Yeah. Tell us about the, tell us about the Burt Reynolds visit. Just as I'm getting off on a sidebar here. Uh, when, when Bert came to Rift, that was 2017. Um, there was a film that was produced by a Darlington alumni, Gordon Whitener, uh, who had produced this film. It was called, at the time, it was called Dog Years. And it was uh, uh, later changed to the name as The Last Movie Star. And you can find the film on, I think, on Amazon or Netflix now. Um, but when it came to us, um, it was just before they were releasing it in the theaters. And we had a connection with Bert through, through my friend, Terrell Sandifer, who uh, runs, used to run the Macon Film Festival. And he had had a connection with Bert. So we got in touch with, uh, with Bert and he was very excited to come. I know um, and it was also, I think the 40th anniversary of Smoking the Bandit at the time we were doing it. So we screened both films, the old film and the new film. And Bert came and we had uh, impersonators smoking the bandit cars lined up down the road. They were just parading up and down Broad Street, uh, Bert was just so cordial, signed every autograph. Uh, so such a nice guy. Uh, he sat and watched the film for the first time, um, and the film kind of reflected about his life in the film business. In the film business, and uh, watching him watch the film, I was sitting over next to him and watching him watch the film and his emotions. Well, that was a very special time that I'll never forget. And just getting to know him, he was uh, such a great friend uh, there. It was obviously at the end of his life, and we were lucky to get him. Um, when we did. Yeah. The late, great Burt Reynolds, uh, fantastic. And he, and he's, he's paramount in the Georgia film industry too, you know, with deliverance and, and all that sort. In fact, he was, he kicked it all off. Right. I mean, wasn't yeah. that the initial film? It was. Yeah. He was one of the stars that I, I back when I was in high school, I'm kind of dating myself. I remember when Sharky's machine was being filmed <laughs> around the Atlanta area and, uh, going to see it and going, Hey, I've been there. I recognize that, you know? Um, yeah. so it's just the fact that the film industry has grown is, is fantastic. Um, and I, I didn't mean to really get off on that, but the fact of the matter is when you, when you are able to do the face to face things, sometimes the movie stars are there, like it's going to be the case with Brian Baumgartner. Um, so what is that like for the fans that can, can interact with, with the stars that they see on screen? Well, I think it's great. And, you know, uh, our, in Rome, we don't get a lot of, uh, film production going on up here. I mean, occasionally there's films that come in day play. 
but to get someone of note up here, um, it's it's always fun for the fans. The, the fans love it, and they get a chance. And when they come, we, we you know we had Judge Ryan hold a, a few years ago, and Max Martini came last year. Uh, uh, Henry Ian Cusick was here the year before, and he's a big TV star now. And for the fans just to get a chance to really get to meet these people as people, because when they're here, they're they're very cordial and nice. And we we haven't had anyone yet that is super pretentious and. Uh, doesn't want to uh, meet everyone, but you know, obviously, we got to use some precautions this year uh, with the pandemic. But it, normally, it's this great just just interacting with them and getting to see them as people, and uh, they're they're great with their fans. Well, and it, it is fantastic that you are taking some taking the pandemic protocols, but still getting a live event on. So that will be next Thursday, the twelfth, correct? The twelfth at seven p.m. Okay. Uh, but ha- the rest of the fel- festival is virtual. So take us through that. What does that mean? Well, uh, we've obviously scaled back a little bit in what we normally do. We normally show, we've shown as many as 150 films during the festival. I think we have 70 this year, 72, somewhere in there. Um, and you'll just basically, you'll log on to, a, 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 we're using a platform called Eventive um, that was created for film festivals to sell tickets. And then they've adapted the software so that you can do the virtual streamings and do all the digital rights management and all that sort of thing. And there's apps you can download on your Apple TV or Roku TV to, to sign in and watch, or you can watch it on the internet or on your phone, however you want to take it in, you can, but we'll have all the films up. Uh, we're doing some of our student workshops. We're doing our student film competition, uh, all those kind of things. You'll just be able to log in and watch them. We'll have them up for 10 days from the 12th to the 22nd. And you can watch them at your leisure. Uh, it's one of the complaints we've often had at the film festivals. We don't often, we, we have films competing against each other at different venues. And this time, uh, at least you won't have that. You can watch, you can catch all the films this year. So, Yeah. Uh, Chris, how many, how many films do you, have you watched, Chris? <laughs> like at the festival or just in yeah. general? <laughs> well, both, I guess. Uh, yeah. uh, there, there was a time when, uh, when I lit, worked in Hollywood where I was watching eight or nine a week. And now I'm down to about zero. So, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited to, you know, that's why I love, uh, you know, it, it's, and it's so fun driving down Broad Street and you see everybody just kind of walking into, you know, to, and I'm like, oh, they're going in to see a film. And that just, that just, to me, I just, I, that's what I love about the festival and it being kind of all over downtown. Like if you're at Sundance or if you're at, you know, Con or wherever else, you know. So, yeah, yeah we'll, we will definitely miss that this year, uh, but we'll have the one night at least to, get together sundance Um, con and rome i love it and another thing that we you know we talked touched on with georgia being uh the film production hub and how can rome participate more in that so part of why i chose this film electric jesus to to screen here so some of our people can talk to the the producers and say hey well what would it take to get films more films to shoot here and produce here because it's a big economic development tool and an easy way to recruit some economic development to the community and help, you know, Chris and the real estate business as well uh, with the wall that brings to town. Uh, so I think that this is an opportunity for Rome to really uh, kind of explore that when with the, now that the industry is established here, I think that we can figure out how we, how we can play a role in that. And I think with all the productions in Atlanta that they're starting to need more space and they're starting, they're willing to come further outside the perimeter to, to shoot some films and we could attract an entire independent film, for instance, to shoot their entire film here. And I think that would be a, a great opportunity for the community. That'd be fantastic. Um, so as the industry grows, Rome benefit can benefit in so many ways and, and the, the festival can be a part of that. Or it is a part of that. What, what is the gamut of genres at the festival? Does it run everything documentaries to thrillers to horror? 
it goes everywhere. Yeah. And we, we, we both take, we take submissions and we often do a curation piece uh, where we would find a, a film like this year before the, the we had the pandemic uh, on, we were going to screen the 20th anniversary of uh, remember the Titans. Uh, we didn't get to do that obviously because of this, but we may we'll revisit that at some point in the future. But yeah, we're, we, we've got mostly short films, but we have feature films that are all, they can be any genre. We take submissions from all over the world uh, so it's, it's different from year to year. Uh, some years we have more international stuff and some years we have more domestic stuff. Um, and it's weird, the, the international piece, we've often struggled with that. Like, how do we, how do we plug that into the community? Because, you know, I don't know that Rome is known for, uh, consuming, you know, French noir films, uh, or whatever the case may be. But I think it's good that we have that exposure and that international piece to it. So I think the virtual fest allows us actually to maybe people to kind of pick and choose what they're into a little more and, uh, you know, have their film festival experience catered to them a little differently. You touched on something there in your answer about, uh, you said short films. What's There's got to be a, a definition of that. What What is... So short films, I would say any, normally we classify anything as short under 40 minutes Okay, features over 40 minutes. Uh, so we, you know, when you're submitting films to festivals, we have a team of people that have to watch all these films and decide which ones are the best and rate them. So a lot of times the shorter, the better, you know, you have more chance to get in and we can put more films in if they're shorter and we'll, we'll do groups of films that are similar uh, blocks of films. We'll do a foreign feature, a foreign shorts block or a, a Georgia shorts block of films. And a lot of times this is, gives, uh, you know, young filmmakers or new filmmakers or filmmakers that are just exploring something that may not be work as a feature, but it would work as a short. It gives them the opportunity to, to produce that and we get to showcase it. And, uh, yeah, so there, we have short documentaries, feature documentaries, narrative shorts. Uh, I mean, there are animated shorts, animated features. Kind of we cover the whole gamut. And sometimes the occasional feature or the anniversary of a feature. I can't believe it's been 20 years since Remember the Titans. You just mentioned that. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Which was part of was shot in Rome at Berry College. So we thought that there was a tie there and uh, thought it would be a great film in the middle of football season. Where Riff always happens right in the middle of football season. So when we were looking at the calendar, we're like, we hope there's not a Georgia-Alabama game on Riff weekend. Uh, (laughs) We have to compete with that. Uh, Well, yeah, the football schedule is all (laughs) <laughs> rearranged and screwed up you couldn't count on anything this year well chris this this is like right up your alley chris from what i know about your background i know you buy and sell houses now but man movies well i mean it was i, I was kind of on the t- I, I worked at paramount and dreamworks uh in the late 90s and that was uh you know more kind of it was a junior level position because i was in graduate school but it was fun and i learned a lot about film but what you know kind of what seth's saying i what i really loved were these these niche like you know, the long tail of entertainment, you know, you've got, you, you can go and watch a short documentary on the water wars in South Georgia, you know, like, like that's just, that's so interesting, you know, that you, there, there's actually a film that you can watch about that. And that's, that's what I, that's what I love about the festival is that they have, you know, films like that to where you can not only be entertained, but, but learn something about your own state. So um, yeah, so I, I really, I really enjoy it. And I, I vowed to start watching more film again. So, <laughs> well, of course, uh, film is art and art is subjective, but Seth, what got you interested in it? What, um, what, what did you say? You're, you, you, uh, you're at Highlands college. That's your, that's yeah, your full-time I'm gig. Yeah. I'm the division chair of film studies at Georgia Highlands college, which we, we recently just launched the film pathways here because of the demand and the workforce demand for film. And we've, we've partnered with the Georgia film Academy, which is a uh, 
state run uh, out of the Board of Regents office uh, mandated. It was originally mandated because when the film industry first came here, we didn't have enough crew to fill all the positions. So, but now we just, they have, they offer students the opportunity to go on set, uh, get professional training. They teach at OFS studios and Trillioth studios, which was formerly Pinewood studios. Uh, so the students get to go get industry training uh, from professionals and then the opportunity to do an internship on a film that could be a Marvel film or something. And then from there, they can just jump right into the industry. So we're offering an associate's degree in that, uh, in film production and in um, film studies at Georgia Highlands. And we're looking at adding a Nexus degree, which is a, a three-year degree where they can get a little bit more uh, you know, junior level courses uh, in that as well. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's just great. Uh, great opportunity for students. I wish I would have had that opportunity uh, when I was coming up. Well, did you just love movies growing up? Is that what kind of attracted you down this path? Yeah, you know, I ne- I always did love films and I never knew, you know, I was one of those kids that I just didn't know what I wanted to do when I grew up. And then um, I, I just fell in love with movies and I thought, I mean, I went on a, I was on a film set once and I thought, this is so cool. This is what I want to do. I enjoyed the writing aspect of it, just the creative uh, aspect more than, you know, just being on the set per se. But I went to North Carolina School of the Arts originally and uh, got the bug for it there. Then I came back and I did uh, IT work for a long time. And but I still pursued my degrees in it. And uh, when the opportunity came to uh, to do it full time, I do it. And I still produce independent films. I, I, I directed a documentary film in 2015 and I've directed some uh, reality TV shows and things like that along the way. And I, I just always dabbled in it. And uh, now I'm still trying to produce a feature film in the spring. So I'm, I'm still uh, still actively working in the film business and I can connect my students to the film industry that way. And uh, it's it's hard to find people in Rome, Georgia that have a film tie. And so um, to we're trying to build that. Pam Studios uh, is a studio that's coming to Rome, Georgia. Uh, and they're opening their doors at the first of the next year. And uh, we'll see how that goes. I think that's a great opportunity for Rome as well. What, what's it called? Pam Studios? Pam Studios. P-A-M. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, you, we had mentioned Hardy Realty. What, what, where else do you get your corporate support there at RIF? Who are some other partners you have here in town? Uh, we get support from uh, a lot of the finance, uh, Synovus Bank, Georgia Highlands is a big supporter, obviously. Uh, all the, the colleges, um, we uh, for, uh, Courtesy Ford is a big sponsor. We really appreciate what they do for us. Hardy Realty, we're very thankful for them. Uh, all the realty companies, uh, you know, can, can stand to benefit from, uh, from the film industry. Um, and I think it can also add to that quality of life to really bolster that industry. Um, you know, Georgia Power is our is our top sponsor this year. We're very thankful for all that they do. Uh, RACA, we're very thankful to have uh, the Rome Area Council for the Arts and uh, all the grants that they're able to give and support the local arts is very important. And I think it's very important to attracting people to to our town and our community. So we're very thankful for RACA as well. And Chris knows a thing about RACA. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, Chris, we've touched on that before uh, regarding quality of life. Uh, obviously, Hardy is in the realty business, but Riff is something that obviously adds to the quality of life, not just for the, the citizens of Rome, but people who may li- move to Rome. Uh, and quality of life is incredibly important in, in any area, is it not? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that we just did a, a campaign for RACA um, that just, uh, you know, that uh, Kelly Moore 
uh, photographed. We wanted to get, you know, some of the people that received the grants, including Riff, um, but to, to really not just to highlight kind of who they are and what they do, but also talk about why the arts are important. So we had county commissioner, city commissioner, we had, um, you know, uh, Jimmy Byers, the head of uh, economic development, we had the chamber and everybody, you know, just wanted to make sure that it was clear that quality of life is one of the most important parts when you're recruiting businesses to come to town. Um, When people are, when I'm driving somebody new down Broad Street, I want them to see that we have an old theater and that we have a cool coffee shop and that bands play there and you can have a beer on the river at the end of the street. But the arts are what create the culture. And that's why it's so important for us as a community to support programs like Riff and others, you know, the symphony is the oldest one in the South and and we have to support them because we can't lose them because they're part of our future and our past. Well said. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> we, should, we should put that on the website. Um, so let's talk movies. Uh, Seth, favorite movie of all time. Favorite movie. Well, that's putting me on the spot there. Uh, <laughs> you got a minute to think about it, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not sure uh, where I would go with that. I've got so many. Um, I'm I'm a big Western guy though, and I'm a big Clint Eastwood guy. And I think Unforgiven may be my my favorite film of all time. Uh, if I had to pick one right off the spot, uh, I have so many though, um, and a lot of them that may be oddball films that you know, most folks wouldn't even recognize. But uh, to give you a, a common one, that's one that really stuck with me and, and made me want to, uh, to to be a filmmaker. Indiana Jones, obviously, is probably the one that when I first saw it, I said, when after I saw that, I said, I think I know what I want to do when I grow up is uh, to be a filmmaker. Oh, the, those, so, yeah, when you say Indiana Jones, that's a lot of movies. Uh, but Raiders being the start. So Unforgiven, I guess, was Best Picture in like 92 Early yeah, yeah, you're a film buff. Well, I, 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 I do a little bit. Well, Unforgiven, especially my face lit up when you said that, because I love that movie as well. You know, it's a hell of a thing, taking a man's life or killing a man. <laughs> so I'm forgetting the quote. You take away all he's got and all he's ever going to have. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it came along at a time when we weren't getting a, any real Westerns. And we still haven't had many like that since. They were just kind of gritty like that. And I, I just... I really like that dark, gritty feel of and that tell. I fell in love with it. Uh, and Chris? Well, I'm, I'm kind of like Seth. It's kind of hard to, you know, like, it's like, what's your favorite food? Well, I mean, I like sushi on Sundays, but I mean, I also like steak, you know I mean? And so it's, it's, but I'm, I do love, I love like the look and feel of kind of like the sixties and seventies films, you know, like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. I mean, I know it's a weird film, but like Harold and Maude was just such oh, yeah. a cool uh, you know, feel. And it's just so progressive for, I think it was like 1970. I love like films like that, but I'm also just, I mean, I, I, I could watch Ferris Bueller three times a day and just be happy, you know, just cause I feel like that's such a lost, the eighties films just make you feel good. Like when the pandemic went down, I just started watching like cheers reruns, you know, just cause I was like, I just need because you needed to go right where now. somebody you needed to go where somebody knew your name. Yeah, this is just going to end well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm not going to feel bad. I'm just going to be able to go to bed. So yeah. anyway, I but yeah, there there are a lot of. Uh, unfortunately, I started collecting VHS tapes, which was just you know right at the wrong t- late '90s, and then DVDs were out two or three years later. It's like if you're collecting cassettes, and then DVD, you know, and then CDs came along. So I, I don't really have a good collection to go back and watch. So, uh, 
I, I, I mean, I, I'll catch some flack for this for being a, a, a film professor, but my favorite films are comedies. And really, I think about, I mean, I, I love to laugh and uh, even the, some of the, some terrible films that may not get good critiques are some of my favorites. I, I mean, I would go back even to Adam Sandler films. I love Happy Gilmore. I love Office Space. It's one of my favorite films. Uh, Somebody stole uh, your stapler. Yeah, exactly. I, I just, I mean, comedy is the, when I write, that's the genre I gravitate toward as well. So I, I love, uh, well, it's often the hardest. I mean, you know, because you can you can create something dramatic and you can create something sad, but it, it it's it takes something special to be to be funny. You know, I mean, you 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 have to have you have to have wit. You know, so. Well, it's yeah. what's interesting to me is when we start talking about films. I love comedies too, and it is hard because of different genres. I tend to think of when I think of comedies. I tend to think of the actor and then there's a set of films that he or she has done. Like there's an Eddie Murphy collection. I would recommend to people, you know, it's uh trading places and coming to America. And I'm sure I'm leaving one out. Beverly Hills cop. Um, is this so, uh, 48 hours, 48 hours. Uh, so, um, or, uh, you know, uh, there's a, uh, Bill Murray collection that I would groundhog day and stripes and, probably another one or two, but it's, I just tend to think of maybe on comedies as actors. It's so funny, but um, we all have our little, little favorites, yeah. which I guess and is the beauty. Classic, of it. classic films too. I think there's gotta be a comeback at some point. You know, I think Ted Turner was probably pretty smart to buy up all of, you know, the pretty much all of the old films. But I just think if you look at the scale of like Ben Hur or um, Cleopatra, or just you know some of these films that had thousands of people on the set and they spent millions of dollars on like one little set. Now everything's CGI. I think like just and Seth, I'm sure you're digging into this on a you know in in your classes, but I just think the the history of film is so fascinating. It is. I'm teaching a film history course right now at Georgia Highlands. Take them, teach them one next semester. Well, there we we're offering it next semester too. So yeah, yeah. Well, does, I'm take a film history course. Does that does that change? Well, you mentioned you've dabbled in a little bit of everything in writing and directing. The size and scope over the last fifty years has changed because of technology, as Chris pointed out. Does that change storytelling? Has that changed well, the way stories get told? I think obviously all the technology shifts change storytelling. And I think that normally it's the independent auteurs that are early on the cutting edge of working with the new technology before it kind of filters its way into the mainstream. Uh, obviously, you know, and I think even if you look at the horror genre, uh, that is a film where things can really be, uh, you can really be creative and independent, have a success, successful film like that and be cutting edge and you don't have to have stars in your film. And then that film can then be inspire larger films to, to do that sort of thing. I think things like the Blair Witch Project and that sort of thing, the found footage sort of uh, boon that that created. But I think, I think yeah, it, it definitely changes things. And now with the, with the COVID and all those policies and not having extras on sets and that sort of thing, it's created. I mean, and like, and like Chris was saying, everything, all the backgrounds are now just painted in. Uh, they can, they're filming everything in Atlanta, but you know, obviously a lot of that backgrounds, uh, they can take you anywhere with just the, you know, the, and one of our sponsors, Crafty Apes as a digital, uh, uh, VFX company out of Atlanta. They're one of Riff's sponsors year after year. And they, that's what they do is they paint the backgrounds in, uh, a lot of these films. So well, it's, I could, uh, I love movies too. It's a kind of a, one of my hobbies. I'm passionate about college football and movies, I guess. And uh, so I could probably talk to you forever, but I know we need to be wrapping up. But it, it is interesting to me that 
what touches people differently, be it a drama or comedy. Some people are sucked in by the the great story. Some people are sucked in by the acting itself or a particular star. Like uh, I'm going to digress here again. I remember seeing Harrison Ford be interviewed, and when he was very young in his career, and he was going in auditions and all that, a, he was I think he was playing a bellhop, and he had a one line to come in and say, "Here's your telegram, sir." Um, and the the person auditioning him said, "Look, let me show you how that should be done." And he played him a clip of Tony Curtis. Walking in and doing the same thing. And the the director said to Harrison Ford, see, that's a movie star. And Harrison Ford said, I thought he was supposed to be a bellhop. (laughs) (laughs) And and, uh, so, you know, of course, Harrison Ford's one of the biggest stars ever. I guess he's in the top five all-time box office. Um, That might have been right around the time that he was in Rome, Georgia, filming the Mosquito Coast. (laughs) Mosquito Coast, that's right. Yeah. which yeah, Although that's that not leave a nice taste in everyone's mouth when he was driving down Martha Berry and said something somewhat disparaging about our community. But you know what? We'll take it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's actually, it's, it's actually, I think I only saw that once when it first came out and I did that because part of it was filmed on what was our family farm in our Murchie that we had no longer owned. Um, yeah. a, a scene or two was filmed out in, in the Texas Valley area of Rome. But yeah. anyway, um, yeah. any, anything we want to uh, make sure we get out there, Seth, here as we wrap up? Uh, yeah, well, uh, I, I also just want to I want to go back and touch on some of our sponsors that we had. You asked me that, put me on the spot a little while ago, and I will, uh, but now I want to go back and touch on some of those. We're very thankful for the Courtyard Marriott for all the, the support they give us and the Hawthorne Inn for always uh, helping us put guests up. Um, Harbin Clinics have been a great supporter. Brand Red Studios, uh, Layer 3 Communications, um, uh, State Mutual, um, you know, we, lot, we get a lot of support and we need the support. We depend on the support and we're thankful for all the support we get from the community. Uh, Greater Community Bank, Synovus, Heritage First, River City Bank all support us. We're thankful for them. Now you just uh, sound like a NASCAR driver. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I want to touch on that. And I just want to reiterate to people, uh, get your tickets now because we are limiting the ticket sales. Uh, tickets are on sale at riff ga.com you can explore our virtual festival and our in-person get your in-person tickets there we can be uh if you are interested in being a sponsor or a patron it's not too late you can get all that information on our website so people will people will buy the ticket and that gives them access to the website to stream all these movies on whatever whatever uh platform they or device they have exactly okay phone tablet tv yeah, um, but they, they, there is a fee to get access to the site. There, there is a fee in the, the t- you get access to all the films for $25 this year. So you can watch all those films and, that, and that's a great deal. If you uh, want to see some, some films that you are not released anywhere else yet. So. And, and as you mentioned, there's no, there's no venue conflict, you know, people at their leisure can, uh, you know, make sure they see everything they want to see. Correct. Exactly. Uh so if you miss a film and I think we may, and this will change the landscape of film festivals, I think ongoing, because I think now that we'll, you'll be able to do both of these options. when you come back to in-person and virtual and uh, the way people take in films now, you know, most people watch films, new release films from their home and not in the theater. So I think the theater experience is going to become, you know, uh, more nuanced, but also something that to be cherished in my, I think cinema is meant to be shared with other viewers. And I love the, I hate to see the cinema, going away and during this pandemic it's sort of that definitely been emphasized that a home viewing is is where it's at and where it continues to prosper but we love having people in the theaters and our historic theaters here beautiful the DeSoto theater and and the rome city auditorium are both great venues that we we love to showcase those to all our filmmakers that come in 
Yeah, the pandemic has hit the movie industry hard, and we certainly don't want it to go away because the cinema experience is great. You know, getting that, getting your refreshments and enjoying a story with a, a crowd of people in a large room on a big screen, that's just, that's an enjoyable part of part of life. So uh, I hope it can rebound here um, uh, quickly. But first and foremost, we've got uh, the Rome Film Festival coming. Uh, the website is riffgeorgia.com, correct? Riffga.com. Any any uh, social media people want to follow you there? Yeah, Rome Film. We're at Rome Film on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, follow us there. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll be posting all sorts of stuff and information. Uh, so yeah, we look forward to seeing you at the movie. So come on out and take in some films. Chris, any final thoughts from you guys at Hardy Realty? Nope. Just uh, we're, we're we're glad to support Riff, and we hope to see everybody out there. And uh, well, yeah, see everybody at the one event and then one event and then, you know, then online, yes. <laughs> then share the movie going experience online. So, uh, well, congratulations on, on being able to find a way to maneuver this through the pandemic, uh, Seth, first of all, I know you've had lots of time cause the pandemic has been going, going, but, uh, you know, some things just have just gone by the wayside. So thank you so much for all that you have done to, you know, make sure it's, it's, you know, it's, it's viable again. Well, thank you. And thank you for having us and helping spread the word and uh, tell your friends and tell your friends, friends, <laughs> come on out and help support us. We appreciate it. You guys have been listening to the Hardy Realty podcast here on Rome Business Radio. Seth Ingram with Riff and Chris Kerr with Hardy Realty. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Roger Manis with Rome Business Radio, broadcasting from the Hardy Realty studios, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune.